0: And welcome to episode 27 of a Slice of Pie podcast, where we talk about all the wonderful people in Polly's Island, Merle's Inlet, and Georgetown, South Carolina. My name is Kat Loftus, and we're so glad you're here. This week, we are still in January, and we are talking about everything that will help your body, your mind, your soul, things that will make you feel good and feel better. So our guest this week is Christine Keeler. Uh, she just recently was married, so Christine's new last name is Pryor, so Christine Keeler Pryor. I first met Christine when she was uh, a trainer uh, at Wacomaw High School, and she would help my children when they played sports if they had an injury, so she was a great trainer. Then she moved on to Soccacy High School, and now she just stopped teaching, and she got married living in Litchfield Country Club, so we had a great chat about what she does, the services that Christine offers, also known as Chrissy. And uh, a lot of yoga, a lot of personal training, a lot of help with nutrition planning, uh, balance, weightlifting, and that she teaches a couple of classes at the YMCA. And Paul is also known as Health Point. So we had a great conversation. You're going to enjoy listening to her. Um, also, some things we want to talk about today. Oh, excuse me just a second, looking at my notes. Um, uh, I guess some of y'all are working on your New Year's resolutions. Uh, mine was obviously, I think I told y'all earlier to just increase relationships and friendships. Also, I'm obviously trying to get into a better schedule with working out and having good nutrition. And, um, sometimes, you know, people have a wide variety of new year's resolutions. Um, and I heard some kind of shocking news that kind of rocked my world this week about one of my friends and all I want to say about that real quickly is that um, please don't make a decision if you're going through a midlife crisis. Don't make a permanent decision when you're going through a midlife crisis. You may regret it in the long run, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but anyway, I'm going to move along about uh, New Year's resolutions, and hope y'all are doing well with those, whatever that may be. All right, I also wanna talk about that I love music and um, I love hearing about my guests' favorite music and what they like to listen to. If you listened to our episode last week uh, with Keith Brown, toward the end of the episode, we uh, played uh, More Than a Feeling by Boston. And I think the other song was This Is God's Country. Um, So those were two of Keith's favorite songs. And then this week, if you listen all the way to this episode, to the end, you'll hear uh, one of Christine's favorite songs or Chrissy's favorite songs. So I just think that's a part of everybody's life. You know, kind of what you like to listen to and what brings you joy or peace. Um, so hang on and listen all the way to the end of this episode. Um, I'd like to talk about the weather in Pauley's Island for just a second. We really are experiencing warmer weather than expected. We almost got up to 60 degrees yesterday, which is highly encouraging you know, when you look at the weather reports across the country and see cold temperatures and some snow, i so delighted to feel that uh, air warming up yesterday. And right now we're at 54 degrees, which is still pleasant. So if you're somewhere that's cold and you want to get away for a while, come on down here to the coast because we're not, uh, not not too bad down here. It's pretty nice, actually. And also, I want to give you a little bit of real estate news. Since you know that I'm a realtor and I work for of southeast Real Estate. Um... Now in Pauley's Island, if the uh, if the home is um, less than 2,000 square feet and three bedrooms, say those home prices are about at 517,000. Can you believe that? And they're on the upward trend. So if you're thinking about buying a home in that price range, you need to go ahead and do it before it gets any higher. If you're tr- thinking about buying a large home, like a beach, home, beach house or larger. Um, The average median price, what we're saying on the info stats, was eight hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. But really, they get much higher as you go into the beach homes. But and they're on the uh, downtrend a little bit. Days on market for the smaller homes is thirty-seven days and going down. And days on market for the bigger homes is sixty-one days, also going down. That's in Paulis Island. Now you move to Merle's Inlet. um, the average median price for a three-bedroom home, 2,000 square feet or under, is at around $300,000, and um, the larger homes in Merles Inlet are also going to be um, $600,000, $700,000 on up. Days on market in Merles Inlet, um, for the smaller homes that are smaller than 2,000 square feet, three bedrooms, are going to be about 51 days on market, and the excuse me, I got that wrong, the smaller homes are 129 days on the market and the larger homes greater than 2,500 square feet are 51 days on the market. And in Georgetown, now when I say Georgetown, I'm just not talking about the historic district, I'm talking about all of Georgetown, which goes down South Island Road and out toward Kensington and all those areas. So that gets all uh, averaged together. The um, price for a home that is less than 2,000 square feet, the median price is around Uh, $300,000, and if it's more than 2,500 square feet, it says the median price is $1.9 million. But also note that when you say Georgetown, Devedue has a Georgetown or it's Beach. So there's some high prices in Devedue, which kind of um, change that average. And also you have homes in the historic district of Georgetown that are high priced. And of course, along the river, the river homes or like uh, more expensive. Uh, days on market in Georgetown, if it's less than uh, 2,000 square feet, it's about 47 days on the market and trending down. And if it's greater than 2,000 square feet, 75 days on the market and trending upwards. So regardless, you can see you don't need to waste time. If you think about buying a home, you need to go ahead because prices are not really coming down anytime soon. Go ahead. Uh, find the house. If you need help, please call me 843-240-1473. And I'll be glad to help you look at the home that you want to be in next, especially here on the coast with our warmer weather. Um, But I hope you're going to enjoy episode 27, where we're still talking about healthy life and healthy lifestyles and things you can do to make yourself feel better. So sit back and enjoy episode 27 of a Slice of Pie podcast. Hi, Christine. Hello, how are you? Thank and welcome you for to. Ep- me. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to episode 27 of a slice of pie podcast, and um, I, we've known each other a while, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I was trying to think of how many years, but um, definitely since Patrick was in high school.
0: Yeah, when Patrick maybe was in ninth grade, you were the trainer. At, uh, I was. The athletic trainer at Walkman High. So when any athletes had a, a need to speak to the trainer, a sports injury they came to you, is that correct? Yep.
1: So I was um, athletic training, sports medicine, injury prevention, emergency care, sideline care all the
0: above. Yep. Uh, I did. You just did a great job. We liked you so much and I had so much respect for you and trusted your decisions. So, um, but then you left one day and, and, and before you left, who was the principal at the school when you were there? Um,
1: David Hamill was the principal. Joan Cribb was the athletic director and Tyrone Davis was an assistant principal and head football coach.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, you got a chance to do something else. So then you left Waccamaw and where'd you go? Yeah, so um,
1: I took my sports medicine degree and I left Waccamaw to go to Socasty High School where I was a classroom teacher teaching sports medicine, health science, and medical terminology. Well,
0: that sounds like a full schedule.
1: It was, yeah. It was, Um, you know, 7.30 to 3.30. Um, the first two years I did some sports medicine also, um, sideline athletic training, uh, and then I just realized it was a lot. It was a lot more than I wanted to do, so then I just became a, a teacher.
0: Did I you the work? Did you ever work with Jason Cassie up there? I
1: did. So I've I've known Jason since two thousand eight. And um so that was one of the big um big draws to me going to State was that I could work with him.
0: Yeah, Jason um and Jennifer and their kids live in Polly's Island and their children went to Walkama High. But um so Anna Margaret, you know, ran as was a runner mm-hmm. at Walkama, and then um both their children ran at Walkama. Mm-hmm. So I was so happy when he was watching his children at a running event, and I said, I'm, I would always want to defer to Jason because I just thought he yeah. was the best trainer, the best athletic trainer, yeah. and he, and he still know, is. And he
1: started the sports medicine program in Georgetown County like yeah. before I got there, way before I got there.
0: Yeah, so he absolutely knows what he's talking about. So anyway, mm-hmm. so you're at High, then mm-hmm. you go to um, Socastee, and you're in the classroom at Socastee, and, yep. then, and then you stayed there until 2023, just this past June, is that correct? Yep, just this past June, I resigned.
1: Um, I wanted to go out and, um, start my own business and really give it 100%. I had started my business in yoga about five or six years ago, Mm -hmm. and I just wasn't, you know, I just didn't give it my all. And I felt like I was doing it a disservice. So after a couple important conversations, I had enough confidence to, to go ahead and um, put my letter of resignation in and then go full heart,
0: full throttle towards being a female entrepreneur. Okay, so that kind of leads us into um, why I'm having you on the show. That we're still in the month of January, where people are thinking about fitness, a healthy nutrition, getting back in shape, um, living their best life. So that's what your uh, job is. That's what you do. That's what you're passionate about, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm a
1: I love teaching. I'm a very good teacher, and I and I never I will never not teach. Uh, so I wanted to teach people who wanted to learn what I'm good at, and I'm a—I would say that I'm a habit hacker. So I am very good at, you know, having someone change their habits, going through that identity evolution, habit evolution. I'm a systems hacker, so I can find out what the easiest way to do this is. And then I love anatomy, physiology, yoga, sports medicine, nutrition, personal training, weight training, um, body transformation, really. So I put all of my hobbies and. In- and expertise together to create this uh one-stop shop basically
0: okay so before we go any further I want you to tell our listeners where did you grow up and where did you go to school okay so
1: I um I'm a little bit of a uh a... I would, I'm an Allstate brat, that's what we call ourselves. Um, so my dad worked for Allstate Insurance Company and with Allstate you move around um, the country. So I was actually born in Port Jefferson, New York and we left when I was an infant. We came down to Concord, North Carolina uh, and that was when Hurricane Hugo was happening. My dad um, was responsible for a lot of the catastrophe team and the damage control after Hugo. We left uh, the Carolinas and then went to Denver, Colorado. And so that's when I learned a lot of my uh, like your athletic abilities and coordination of growing up. So skiing, hiking, biking, rollerblading, all that kind of stuff. And then we left Denver, Colorado for Chicago, Illinois. And that's where uh, Allstate's All State's home office is and that's where I went to high school. And later I went to Illinois State University and that's where I got my bachelor's degree.
0: Okay. Wow. You really have been all, all over the country, east to us. Wow. But I yes. bet you've been I bet you enjoyed every stop along the way.
1: I did. And I really do believe that that's where I got my magnetic kind of personality. I've never met a stranger. I have no problem approaching someone, extending my hand first. Hi, I'm Chrissy is like my tagline that everybody knows.
0: Do you because I've always called you Christine. Do you go by Chrissy? Yes. Yeah, so I go
1: by both. And this happened uh, when I, before Walkama High School, I started at Andrews High School. Yeah. And my first day at Andrews High School, a student said, Missy, Chrissy, we're not going to listen to you. You're not even as old as my sister. Cause I was young when I first started, Gosh. and I was like, "Oh no, what am I going to do about that?" So I, I talked to a couple of friends and I talked to my dad, and my dad was like, "Just go by Christine. If you don't want to be Miss Keeler, go by Miss, uh, go by Miss Christine." And I was like, "Oh yeah, Lean Mean Christine. That's what I'm going to do." <laughs> oh,
0: like lean Mean Christine. So the next I said, day I went and
1: I, I said, "Students can
0: be tough. I, I feel your pain. I know you yep. got to stand firm when you're a teacher. You can't show yeah. weakness. That's for sure." Yeah. Um, so, um, you. So how did you move down to this area? When when did you, why did you move? Yeah. so
1: um, athletic training is a, a, it's an allied health profession. Um, It's now a master's degree requirement. I have a bachelor's degree and I actually cannot believe I'm even old enough to be grandfathered into that, but I've been grandfathered into that. So when I was applying for jobs, Uh, There's a very close network of us and I put my resume on a athletic training website and what was Georgetown Hospital Systems reached out to me and offered me um, basically a hotel room down here so that I could explore the area and interview and then and that was my first it was my first interview out of college it was my first everything and I thought well I would love to live at the beach I'm done with Denver snow and Chicago snow no problem with that so I moved down here. Um, I got my first job.
0: So it was your first job at Andrews High?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. And then you came to Waccamaw High?
1: Yeah. So I was at Andrew's um oh eight to ten. And then I was at Waccamaw full time from 10 to 16, and then Socasty from 16 to 23.
0: Okay, cool. Wow. I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. And then tell us about your family. I just
1: got married in November. Congratulations. So happy very much. Um, I met Matt Pryor at Waccamaw high school. He was a JV softball coach. Uh, his daughter was, I met his daughter when she was in seventh grade and I left Waccamaw when she was a sophomore. So Mm -hmm. I'd known them the whole entire time. Um, we didn't start dating until about 2017 ish. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then my mom lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, she has a black Labrador named Zara, who's about, I don't know, I'll say like six months old now. And um, my father passed away about 10 years ago. Awesome. I'm a daddy's girl for sure. So that was pretty heartbreaking for us, but we're doing okay. I have a sister. Um, she lives in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. She's married and has two daughters, uh, Carolina and Grace. And What's your Caroline, sister's name? Cassie. Cassie. Christy okay. and Cassie, Christine and Catherine. Okay. Um, and so Caroline is a
0: freshman at Louisville. Wow. University of Louisville. That's your niece? Yes. Wow. How about that? Yeah. I seem too young to have somebody in college, have a niece in college.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, is you, is your sister older than you? Yes. She um. She's about 12. She's going to kill me for saying this. She's about 12 or 13 years older than me. She
0: might be 11 years older than me. Uh-huh.
1: 11 or 12-ish that's older. Not,
0: that's all right. Yeah. I'm sure she has those. your good genes. She has your good genes. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. okay so well that so you have family close by I mean your mom's mm-hmm. a family, so that's not too far does she come and mm-hmm.
1: visit much um she comes and visits I would say once every two or three months um while she's puppy training uh it's a little bit difficult uh yeah. especially um letting her out we don't have a fenced in yard and we um we live um on a golf course that has a pond between us and there is a there's two alli- at least two alligators right. in that pond right. so without a fence it's a little bit dangerous um for her to come down with a with a dog
0: that's yeah, um not abs- trained. Yet. Listen, I know I've got dogs, I know. Um, yeah. do you have any pets?
1: Um, I'm working on it. I don't oh. have any pets currently. Um, I would love to get a dog, uh, some sort of retriever, a poodle, um, you know, a mid-sized, you know, 50 to 80 pound dog. Um, but with um Matt travels quite a bit. And um, so I would like to uh like to figure out like a dog uh, watching situation. If I, I could have um, a built-in dog watcher, that would be great. But um, not something that we're we're up to the task for yet.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely. Dogs are uh, a huge responsibility, and Anna Margaret had begged for a dog for years, and I said no because I was working and Pat was. Nobody was going to be at home with the dogs. I said that is not nice to leave those dogs home all day. We're not getting dog. So then Pat started working from home, and I kind of lost the argument all of a sudden. So we got a puppy macy she's over there so, oh she loved me anyway and then she was chewing on everything like puppies do and mm-hmm. so we tried everything and we said let's just get another dog we got duke from the humane society and now we have two dogs that are seven years old oh. and there are a lot of responsibility because you can't leave town you can't just leave town right. you've got to have somebody right. watching them or bore them somewhere but um, yeah. but we do love them a lot. We love our dogs. Yes, and we have the uh, electric collar on them, which, mm-hmm. and which the electric fence planted in the yard, which works really good, really really mm-hmm. good. So you don't have to have the, the real fence. But um, so yeah, it's a, but it's a big step. <laughs> yes, having now cats might be a little bit easier, but dogs are. I do want to get
1: I do want to get an outside cat. We have um, we have a snake who I nicknamed Sneaky Pete, and um, I like to garden and I love flowers. And so, although my yard doesn't look like it right now, but anyways, um, I will be outside and I will hear the snake crawl, like slither, I guess, over leaves. And this one time I heard it and I went to Matt and I said, Matt, I hear the snake. And he said, you what? you hear the snake? And I'm like, yeah, I hear the snake. I can hear him crawling, like crinkling on the leaves. And he's like, are you out of your mind? And I'm like, no, I can hear him. I just can't see him. Cause I don't see very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm as blind as a bat. But anyways, finally I, I brought him over there. I'm like, can you help me find this guy? And sure enough, he was like within three feet of me when I was on my hands and knees gardening. So I definitely want an outside cat that would help me with some critter
0: control. So what did you do to get rid of I can't stand snakes. What did you do to get rid of him? <laughs> just got
1: to what well, he's more afraid of me than I am of him so as soon as I got close enough then he skedaddled okay okay
0: well I'm glad you survived your that experience <laughs> uh, um yeah so yeah don't worry about your yard or your garden not looking good right now it's just winter time that's it's the time oh, for man. Me to be dead we'll, we'll get everything back blooming again here real soon um, yeah Okay, so now I want to, uh, since we're talking about a uh, healthy life and different ways to have good fitness, let's tell our listeners about what are some of the things you do. So what's something that, do, now do you do something personally every day? And then how do you um, take care of your clients? Um, All of the above. So um, I would say on a daily basis,
1: one of the, one of the biggest things that helped me when I was being a teacher, and now as I transition from, you know, teaching into entrepreneurship is space. I would call it me time, sitting in silence, sitting in stillness, meditation, something like that. You don't necessarily, it's not sit, you know, cross-legged and ohm and kumbaya. It doesn't have to be that at all. It's just, you know, time away from technology, time away from distractions and people, time away from traffic, no TV, no cell phone, no technology, just to sit and to absorb what's been going on or what has happened. And that gives you a chance to reduce anxiety, you know, have some mental clarity, have a few deep breaths. You know, there the moment between, you know, coming home from work and entering the house where sometimes women sit in their car, that's enough. You know, that, that's enough to be like, okay, I'm going to yeah. leave the day behind and I'm going to go be a mom yeah. or whatever it is that they're yeah. doing. Um, So that, that me time, that, that space away is critical for me. I I am very social. uh, But when I get, when I expend myself too much, then I, then I'm just, I become anxious and that's not
0: good. So that me time is important. Um, You remember at the end of a teaching day. And when, when all your students leave and you're in that classroom by yourself and it's quiet, I always felt like I was kind of like gearing down. You like gear yeah. and you just needed that quiet time because yeah. throughout the day you're answering so many questions, you're making so many quick decisions and you just need that time to kind of like power down, <laughs> everybody walk down. Yeah. Love the day. Yeah. I, I
1: would call Matt in the middle of the day and ask him, you know, what are we doing for dinner? like at 12 o'clock. And he's like, I don't know, I'm working. And I'm like, okay, because by the time four thirty or five o'clock came around, I didn't even want to make a decision because you're so it's decision fatigue. You just
0: are, you're firing off answers all the time. And it's like, Ugh. so meditation is real big for you. And for your clients, do you encourage meditation? I, yeah, so I, I have like a
1: whole entire six and 12 week meditation course for anybody who is curious about starting meditation. Uh, I can be the accountability partner. It works best if there's like a small group, um, you know, about three to five people. Uh, and I do encourage people to just take time to a timeout, a mental timeout really is what I call it. Uh, just by themselves. A lot of people have a hard time you know, doing that, sitting in silence. They don't know what they're supposed to think about or focus on. So it can be a reflective time by journaling. It could be, you know, a brain dump, you know, set a timer for five minutes and write down everything that you're thinking about. You know, it's just a time to like have zero distractions and purge the overwhelm.
0: Yeah, I think you're so right about that because we just carry our phones around with us so much. It's so easy to be distracted. And Really, if I look at my phone too much, I feel, and I end up feeling not good. There's just, I don't know why you don't feel good after staring at that phone for so long. Yeah. Um, Okay. So uh, what else do you do besides the meditation? Okay. So
1: I noticed that for me, I am... Better off if I am not snacking. So, intermittent fasting is a really big healthy habit that I love. And I've been doing a, a ton of research on intermittent fasting as far as how it reduces inflammation. Yeah. Oh, I see your dog back there. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, intermittent fasting is pretty big in my world and hydration. So, drinking enough water.
0: So, for your intermittent fasting, what kind of schedule are you on for that?
1: I I loosely follow a 16 and eight. So 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating. And sometimes if I really have to tighten up, then I'll do um, like a 20 and four. So 20 hours of fasting and four hours of eating.
0: Uh,
1: Every now and then, like maybe once a year, I'll do um, a fast mimicking diet. Uh, There was a brand name of fast mimicking diet called Prolon. um, And it was developed by a physician, but there's been a ton of extra recipes that I've found on Pinterest that you can do your own fast mimicking diet just by, you know, puring, um, some healthy vegetables with some, um, lukewarm temperature water. That way you still get the vitamins, but you're not going through that physical, um, mastication and like the actual physical digestion of the food. So it makes it a little bit easier for your system to handle.
0: So let me go back to your, um, your 16 and eight. So when you are eating eight hours of the day, what do you, When's your first meal? I, I would prefer my first meal
1: to be at around 12 or one o'clock. Okay. And so, but that's not, so that also, so when you're doing intermittent fasting, it's your first amount of calories. So if you take a gummy vitamin, that's 35 calories, well, that breaks your fast. So you can't take your gummy vitamin at 6am or 8am. So I, br- I try to break my fast between 1231 ish. Okay. I like dinner time. Um, So like dinner time is like my I would prefer dinner time over breakfast time. So I would like to have, you know, dinner time at like between six and eight-ish, finish up my last morsel by eight or eight-thirty.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, I know other people that do that too. Mm-hmm. And my husband, Pat, he's not really a breakfast eater, but he does drink black coffee in the morning. So does black coffee break the fast? Black coffee is great. Um, if he were adding sugar or cream,
1: that would be a little bit too much. Um, in our world, we we debate back and forth about, you um, so warm water um, in the morning is like an Ayurvedic tradition, and that kind of just uh, kickstarts the system. And they always say that you can put lemon in that water, and so within our community, we we bicker back and forth if a squeeze of lemon is enough to break your fast. And I don't believe it is. It's you know it's less than five calories, and the bottom line is if you feel that you're getting energy from whatever it is you're ingesting, then you're breaking your fast.
0: All right. So uh, yoga, you did, we talk about meditation. We talked about intermittent fasting, fasting. Mm-hmm. Then you do yoga. Is yoga, yoga. You meditating?
1: is yoga part you're meditating? Is yoga? Yoga is a moving meditation. A lot of people would define it as a moving meditation. I'm a yoga instructor and therefore a student also. And so I have a different way of practicing like just whenever my body is cranky or I've been at the computer for too much or I've been doing yard work and my shoulders are sore I'll just automatically start to stretch and I intuitively move my body the way that I want to Um, and so but for someone who doesn't know how the human body moves and has that physiology background yoga and stretching is imperative you know that repetitive motion is what causes chronic disease and chronic pain and so if you can reverse that Mm-hmm. that's what you would want to do to avoid any of those chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, stretching your chest out, opening your chest, chest openers as opposed yeah. to chest closers. Yeah. Yes, um, shoulders back.
0: Shoulders back. Okay. Um, all right. So, meditation, yoga, uh fasting, nutrition, what else? What else do you do with your clients?
1: uh personal training so I'll go to their homes um locally in Polly's Island if it's outside of Polly's Island um like Garden City or Surfside that's okay also um but I have like a mileage fee and so um but I'll I'll like have Matt will travel. So I travel with all of my weights, all of my like equipment and stuff like that. I'll go to someone's home. We'll drop down in their living room and do either half hour or hour sessions with either one person or small groups, like up to about five people, uh, personal training. Uh, so that would be like mostly body weight and um, hand weights up into about 10 pounds. I believe that we could do everything that we need to with our body weight and most of the accessories in our
0: home. Um, And how long does a session last?
1: Um, Either a half hour, 30, um, 30 minutes to 60 minutes, half hour, hour. Okay,
0: cool. All right. So um, what, is there anything else we haven't covered? You've done the personal Um, training.
1: I do. I do some nutritional guidance. I can do meal plans, um, you know pretty much generic meal plans. Um, maybe for someone who is uh, maybe starting off on their own. Like, I don't know maybe there's a 22 year old kid that needs help with like, what do I buy at the grocery store? Because mom and dad always did. Mm-hmm. can do meal plans for that grocery store shopping list, that kind of stuff. Uh, if there's been- Would you go photos, to the grocery
0: store with somebody?
1: I'll make them a grocery list. And I could probably yeah. manage yeah. going to the yeah. grocery store with them. Yeah. Yeah. What I really like doing is like pantry makeovers and um, fridge makeovers. If someone's um, maybe been diagnosed with- um, Oh, um, celiacs Uh and they don't know what they can eat and what they can't eat. I'll go through their pantry and be like, okay, this is our discard pile. This is our good pile. And this is your grocery list of the things that you should be buying. And this is your avoid list of the things that you should not be buying.
0: So people, people with celiacs are supposed to eat non-gluten foods, right? Gluten-free. Correct. But sometimes gluten is in the sneakiest things.
1: Like gluten is in your taco seasoning. That's weird. Yeah. So like, so I look at, I look at all of the ingredients and all of the condiments, all of the, and all of the box goods that are in the pantry, that kind of stuff. And I'll be like, okay, purge, keep.
0: So really, if you have celiac you really need to stick to fresh fruits and vegetables and fresh meats or fish. or We all, we all really should be doing yeah.
1: that fresh vegetables, you know, less plastic and packaged, more fresh fruits and vegetables and, um, you know, faith with, with Unfortunately, we say face and feet, right? If it has a face and feet, then you can eat it. Um, but reducing plastic and packaged is going to help anybody.
0: And some of the celiacs can they have nuts or peanut butter or things like that?
1: They should be able to. Yeah, there shouldn't be any gluten in nuts and peanut butter. Well, I say that actual peanuts that have been mashed, there shouldn't be. But, you know, if, if it's a, you know, company that does add it in there as a preservative or something, then you really just need to look at the label ingredients. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see anything else. What else? So we talked about, um, talked about uh, meditating, um, so nutrition,
1: personal training, personal training, um, healthy habits, habit integration. So, uh, you, there's a, I guess the common thread is that, you know, I I want to be healthier, but I just don't know how, or I want to, you know, stop this terrible habit or what they think is a terrible habit, but I just don't know how. And it, I'm pretty good at going through and saying, well, why are you doing it? What is it that you enjoy about it? Is it just because it's automated, like you brush your teeth, wash your face, get in bed and get onto your phone and then you can't sleep for an hour and a half because you are on Instagram or TikTok. So why don't we brush our teeth, wash our face, plug the phone into the bathroom and then journal or gratitude or read? you know, before you go to bed and start that habit instead. But you can't, sometimes people can go from, you know, yeah. one to instant and like cold turkey style. But some people just need a little bit of zhuzhing and and, and coaxing through it.
0: You know, I'm understanding how sleep is just such an important part of our daily routine and sleep. And I am guilty as the next party at looking at my phone at night and keeping my phone on mm-hmm. my bedside table if my children need me or whatever. Mm-hmm. but half the time when my children or somebody needs me, I've fallen asleep. <laughs> I'm not It's so bad. Um, yeah. but I've gotten to get out of the habit of looking at my phone before bedtime because I, it just really, um, does help you not sleep too well. Let's talk about alcohol for just a second. I think I sleep better sure. when I'm off the alcohol kick than when I decide to have a drink or some wine. It just seems like it wakes me up in the middle of the night for some reason. I don't know why.
1: Yeah. So, um, So alcohol is funny and, and being in like the personal training and wellness realm and combining alcohol is interesting also. So I'm the type of um, personal trader and coach guide, if you will, I'm never going to say stop doing this forever. Like you can't have this. I'm never going to tell that to anybody, you know, because they have to, they have to work it on their own. But there is something to be said about alcohol and its carcinogenic effects and the lack of clarity that we have when we drink it and the, you know, weight creep that happens, the amount of sugar that's in there, mm-hmm. some of the preservatives, the headaches, all of that.
0: So mm-hmm. what you're saying is definitely. absolutely correct. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Um, so you know, you talk about habit breaking. And if you're so used to having that drink at five or six o'clock at night, that's a, and especially living in our resort area, people are so used to having friends come in town and say, Hey, meet me for a drink somewhere. So that's a huge habit to have to, or to learn to learn to have another kind of drink when you're out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, adaptogens are kind of,
1: uh, I would say they're new onto the scene for, um, for for me especially um but adaptogens are like they're using like um i don't know like different flavors of herbs and spices and fruits um tinctures that kind of stuff so that the flavor is still there and desirable and then they're adding you know the more relaxing effects to it so there's a company called apothecary actually that has like these tinctures like one of them's called like um I don't know, like no, hay, no way rose or something like yeah. that. And it's like a, it, it colors your drink in the pinkish kind of tone. And it tastes like a little bit like hibiscus rose, strawberry-ish. And it, it does kind of mellow you out a little bit, but it, it's not a CBD based um, um, product. Uh, It's not alcohol-based either. So it's all natural, but it's a, it's a calmer downer.
0: So of. where do, would you purchase something like that?
1: Yeah. Apothecary um is a They're on, I think it's apothecary.co. I think it's a California-based company. Um, Very, very neat to me so far. I've tried a lot of their products. They have uh, powdered, uh, you know, herb sort of powdered Mm -hmm. products like that help with digestion or your hair or, you know, skin quality, um, that kind of stuff. So I like the tinctures better, the liquid drops better so far.
0: Yeah. I've noticed lately uh, in advertising um, some beverages, uh, non-alcoholic beverages that have been advertised that are beer-like or wild, that yeah. are like those products, but don't have any alcohol in them.
1: I so, have two. I think there's one called like high-low. Or yes,
0: I've seen something that. Like that. Hi it ho, like, hi yeah. ho, something like I that. High-low, high-low, high-low.
1: I haven't tried it yet, but I know that there's some places locally that are selling it.
0: Yeah. So, you know, if you're trying to maybe take a couple of days off, mm-hmm. you know, just if you don't want to do cold turkey, just at least take maybe mm-hmm. your Monday through Thursday off or something and try something else. Maybe you could do that. Yeah, so, um, yeah let's see. Um, Chris, If somebody wanted to reach out to you to uh, consult with you about their life and what they need to get do to get back on track, how can they reach you?
1: So um, my business's name is Subala, S-U-B-A-L-A, it's phonetic. Um, Subala means beauty and strength in the language of yoga, which is Sanskrit. Okay. So that's kind of Uh, where I got the name. But anyways, um, my website is subala843.com. Okay. And then my email address is Chrissy. So C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E at subala843.com. So People can feel free to email me, or they can visit my website, see my offerings. I'm doing my own web designing, so my sports medicine degree doesn't exactly give me the expertise in web design. But um, is your I'm website up? Is it up? Yeah, it's up. Is it running. working? I believe it is. It, it was for me on my phone today, but okay. when I had someone visit it yesterday, it wasn't. So I. Pretty sure it's working.
0: Well, I, I hope it's working. I'll put um your you. email address and your website um in the captions so our listeners can see where to go if they want to get in touch with you. And you live in Litchfield, is that correct? I do. I live in Litchfield Country Club. Mm-hmm. How do you like living there?
1: I love it. I've I've always like I love living in the Polly's Island area. I first moved here and I lived in True Blue. Um I dabbled in the Merle's Inlet Myrtle Beach area and I just knew I wanted to come back. So Matt and I bought our home here in 2021 and just love it.
0: Um, what do you, like, what else do you like about living in Polly's Island? Are there any, do you go to the beach or the river or what do you like going? to? Do?
1: Uh, all of the above. I am a river rat. I'm a little mermaid. I love the amount of fresh fish and seafood that we have around here. There's summertime here is so much fun. There's like, you know, live bands, you know, the concerts at the rectory lawn, I think are my favorite summer pastime besides, you know, spending an afternoon on the river. Um, our sunsets are so pretty, you know, you can go to the, um, the South end of Polly's Island and look at the sunset over by like the Prince George area, or you could go over to the river and look at it over at the Hagley landing. And They're just so picturesque. Do you ever go to the beach? I love going to the beach. I love, I'm I'm a sun person. You know, I, I'm. one of my nicknames is sunshine, right? So I love being in the sun. I would rather, you know, be outside than inside, especially in the summertime. The heat doesn't really bother me. I'm susceptible to cold, but the heat doesn't bother me at all. Yeah,
0: me too. Do you have a favorite beach that you'd like to
1: go to here? I... I guess I just go to Beach Service, you know, um, First Street, like kind of by the pier. I also like you go on Polly's
0: Island. You go to on Polly's Island. Yes,
1: yeah. And then, um, if I want to walk, I really like to go to Huntington to walk. I like, I just love the drive into Huntington to see like all the alligators and the birds. Yeah, it's I love the I love bird watching.
0: Um, so yeah. So for our listeners. Uh, that don't know uh, Christina's talking about Huntington Beach State Park which is on it's between uh, Litchfield and Merle's Inlet and you can get a year-round pass to go into Huntington Beach State Park or you can just go daily but in the summertime you got to get there early because once the park gets filled up they close the gate and they don't let anybody else in which is amazing because that never used to happen and now it really feels yeah up. it does. but it is beautiful in there and they have uh, they have a little shop they've got bathrooms they've got all kind of great things in Huntington Beach they great and great parking you know great parking too yeah um, you, do you ever go over to Litchfield Beach because you're kind of close to Litchfield I do Beach.
1: yeah so uh so it's funny so when um when my dad was alive my mom and dad would get two hotel rooms over at the Litchfield um Inn? Uh, over at the Litchfield and yep okay. and so I I always lived here. So I would stay in my house or condo. My mom and dad would get a room. They would get a room for my sister and my brother-in-law and the Uh two girls. And Uh we would just do a beach vacation for the whole week. So I would go to Waccamaw at like, you know, one or two o'clock, do my job. And then I'd come back over to the beach and hang out with them. And Uh so we love going over there to the Litchfield Inn and and walking up and down Litchfield.
0: They always had the great uh, two restaurants there, the Cabana Cafe and then Austin's Uh um, upstairs for the fine dining.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, which it is just, those are all great beaches. We really are so fortunate to have great beaches. So um, So lucky. I do like the warm weather in the beach. So in the summertime, I wake up early in the morning and take our two dogs, Macy and Duke, um, onto the beach very early because you can have dogs on the beach real early. um, Mm -hmm. I'm off by 9 a.m. But today I thought it was going to be cold because, you know, we're dipping into the cold weather season of January. Yes. It got up to 60 degrees here today. Oh, I didn't realize that I was inside most of the day. Yeah. Let me see what it is right now. I mean, I knew it was in the fifties and then I checked my phone before you and I got on. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, we're almost at 60. That's so great. Um, We're at 58 right now. I'll take it. I'll take 58 all day long.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's January and I, I have had some Januaries in Chicago and Denver that are not this pretty. No,
0: no. Well, like in the upstate right now, it's 44, 45. And then Pat, oh gosh, my husband Pat's working in Nashville for the next couple of months. It's 34 degrees right there, and it just started snowing oh. again over there. So it's just like, mm. and then, I don't know if you watched any of the NFL playoff games this past weekend, where it's like down. To Are you yeah. kidding me? That's like frostbite weather. It was. And awful. I think I
1: think Matt told me that maybe one of the games was going to be canceled because it was so cold, but I guess they ended up going no, and playing it. No. At-
0: the Kansas City Chiefs game. Um, how did they play anyway. That it was just like sub zero. And Ugh. they were just so cold. And then the Buffalo Bills game was moved to Monday night. I think. Oh, okay, so maybe that was what we were talking about. I just think it's crazy. I think mm. the fans like it. I think they think that's part of the toughness of football to play in that cold, cold weather like that. But I'm like you. I'm like the warm weather. I
1: like.
0: Mm-hmm. That. Anyway. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You've done a great job. Okay. Do you have a favorite sports team? I didn't ask you that.
1: Um. You know,
0: since I have um,
1: separated myself from like sideline athletics. I kind of just haven't really been watching a lot of, yeah. you know, sports at all. Uh, I, I lived and breathed like athletics. Um, you know, and it was so funny because like, I would go to like high school football games on Friday nights and not want to watch football on Saturday or Sunday right. or Monday night football right. at all. And I just, I really haven't, um, I think I got so saturated um anyway so Matt is a Carolina fan uh so South Carolina, South Carolina fan. Okay, 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 and okay, huh? yep and so then I I mean I have had athletes that went to Clemson like yeah. one, like a couple like Alex Burdett went to Clemson and Jerome yeah. Maybank went to Clemson yeah. and then Hunter Renfro went to Clemson that's right so I'm kind of like at heart like a Clemson fan you um, you, you remember Grace Barnett don't you Grace yep Grace and Amelia Jones yeah a runner and Amelia yep um and so I just have like this affinity towards Clemson because (laughs) I'm I I grew up watching Duke basketball with my dad and we would you know Mike Dunleavy and Shane Battier and Christine Mm -hmm. Pond. so I know these Mm -hmm. players by their name and then I went to go and watch Mike Dunleavy play for Golden State Warriors and then you know, some of the guys play for the Bulls. So I followed names more right. than teams. So when I had these kids go to play for the team, I followed their name. Right, right. That's so, right.
0: but anyways, I mean, if you do watch an NFL game or a college football mm-hmm. game and you see the players go down with an injury, do you feel that? You think, oh my gosh, I know what oh, they need. Okay. I, I know what happened there.
1: Yeah. So we scored some tickets to um, a, a Coastal Carolina game mm-hmm. last football season. I don't, uh, they played App State. It was the App State That's game. That's a great game. That's always a great it game. It was. It was a great game. And um, well, Matt Matt and I had never gone to a football game together. And this was the first football game I had been to since I was an athletic trainer on the sidelines. And I got stuck in the stands. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was miserable. I was like pacing up and down. I realized that I can't sit down and watch a football game live. I have to be standing up. And I'm happiest like underneath the coach's armpit or at the line of scrimmage. Like I want to be in the game. Right. Because that's right. What I've been trained to do. So yeah. I'm actually,
0: a pretty miserable fan when I go to a football game. Yeah. It hurts me when I see a player go down. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, what have they done? And I especially worry about those head injuries when they're hitting. hitting
1: uh, I know bone. it's a it tough used it would make, um, it would make a lot of my family laugh because they would ask me, you know, at about Waccamaw and like, you know, how did it go? And I'm like, it was fine. And they're like, well, what was the score? I'm like, I don't know, but I can <laughs> tell you what happened to this. And I can tell you what happened to this and what injuries I had and who had to go, you know what I mean? And so um, I didn't, I never paid attention to the score. I couldn't even tell you what region and all of the, like the class, a triple A, all that kind of stuff. But I could tell you, you know, athlete and their injury and how many days into rehab we
0: are and when they're going to get cleared and who their physician right. was. That's the kind that's of stuff what that I makes, pay attention that's to. That's what makes you such a great trainer. That's what we loved you so much for, Christine. Um, I know with, the, with my children, with Patrick and playing baseball, he was always icing his elbow after mm-hmm. game and putting all the ice on the shoulder. So that was always his routine, ice, ice, yeah. ice. For Mary Catherine, she played soccer and it was one of the in her senior year, she really had never had an injury. She did something. She was a defender in soccer mm-hmm. and did something or fell backwards and broke her arm. Right, just, I, I was like, Ugh. I just, just visit some girlfriends out of town one weekend. They were trying to find me. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, so that was her injury. I remember that was her. Yeah. Of course, um, hubby didn't have a whole lot of injuries with tennis or swimming. And then, mm-hmm. um, Anna Margaret with running, um, just from, every single year it's either something yeah. in the hip something in the ankle something in the hamstring right There's a lot of injury and in running so but she did tr- try and start doing some of that preventative maintenance um yes work on the hamstrings working with neil fico and getting her spine mm-hmm. straight get her body you know back in line and which yeah all those all those doctors that helped so much with anna marcus uh, journey along. yeah so you know, uh, we heavily rely on our uh, athletic trainers
1: Thank you. You know, one thing um, that I didn't get to mention is because of my athletic training degree and my background in human body movement really with yoga personal training is that I'm a very good bridge from, you know, post operative physical therapy to hobbies. Right. So post-op physical therapy is getting you back to your activities of daily living. So I don't know, perhaps you had a total shoulder replacement. So we're going to get you back to, you know, doorknobs and car doors and driving and gear shifters and, you know, cooking, brushing your teeth, that kind of stuff, but not necessarily pickleball or golf or fly fishing. Right. And so the degree that I have enables me to do more like functional therapy and sports specific therapy. Right. And so that makes it an easy bridge to get back to, you know, what, what you have fun doing. Right. Um, That's good to know.
0: So somebody has some kind of uh, repair surgery and Mm. then they go through their rehab. Then next they can reach out to you to get back into Mm -hmm. their uh, golf, tennis, pickleball, whatever sport they enjoy playing.
1: Right. And so even if it was a total shoulder replacement and they're a golfer, if they haven't been golfing for the last six months, their balance probably has suffered. Balance. So I can get them back into balance and the twisting mechanisms of the spine. Um, shoulder mobility would have been done in their shoulder therapy, but not to the extent that you get all of the other joints moving for your golf swing or your tennis swing or whatever the sport is that we're talking about, but um, yeah.
0: Yeah, so our one of my last guests on my previous episode was Richard Morris and Richard works mm-hmm. at HealthPoint. And uh, he was working with a client that day on balance, and he was mm-hmm. stressing how much balance. And you talked about opening your shoulders up, and he talked about that too. So I guess balance is key, yeah. especially as we get older, that we need to practice doing that balance every day, which is so yeah.
1: Important. Yeah, I teach over at the um, the HealthPoint YMCA. Um, I teach yoga over there on Tuesday nights and Wednesday mornings. I uh-huh. teach a Tuesday night like athletic flow yoga class uh-huh. and a Wednesday morning um, Yin yasa class, which is um, more like a level one. And the Tuesday night class is more like a level two to three. So the Tuesday night is definitely more difficult, um, you know, strength-based uh, with a little bit more experience.
0: What time is your Tuesday night class?
1: My Tuesday night class is at 5.45 p.m. And my Wednesday morning class is at 10.45 a.m.
0: Oh, Maybe I can make that one, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to learn how to be retired, but I'm not sure that I'm really good at it. Yes. <laughs> I, I have heard
1: that from several friends who are also going through the same thing. And I think that, um, well, the friends that I have that are going through it ha- are like, um, retired physicians and they're having a hard time, like not waking up in the morning to go to call. They're like, well, why should I wake up in the morning if I don't have to take care of a patient? I'm like, go for a walk yeah, <laughs> wake up I, for you.
0: I, I vacillate between, let me get, let me get up early. Let me get dressed and go to the real estate office or. Maybe I'll just sleep in today. So, you know, but I'm really trying to create this schedule where the will help me just get through each day and get, you know, we'll touch on everything that I want to get done in the week. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on right now, which includes Good. exercise. Yeah. Um, so anyway, well, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners before we leave today?
1: Uh, I am just, I love being here in Polly's Island. I am kind of uh, growing, evolving into my niche of, you know, Personal training, athletic training, wellness, yoga. So I am happy to help if anybody has any questions on
0: yoga, wellness, injury prevention, all of that. Okay, well, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you soon. I hope to join you at one of your classes soon. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. I'll see you soon. Okay, bye. About to stop recording here. Um, I think we've stopped I, know, I haven't stopped yet I've got to stop this somehow End the recording Stop, here it is Bring me a love Bring me To the interview with uh, Chrissy Keeler Pryor, her last name is Pryor now. Um, she's just a great, positive person to talk to, easy to talk to. She's a good listener. So if you would like to get in touch with her and set up an appointment uh, to get help from her, you can email her at Chrissy at Subala843.com. Put a capital C on Chrissy, capital C H R I S S I E and then put a capital S on Subala, capital S-U-B-A-L-A 843.com, because I did it the opposite way yesterday, and uh, the email bounced back to me. So, capital C on Chrissy at capital S on Subala 843.com. Chrissy also has a website that you can go and check that out, and it's Subala843.com, just like her email, Subala843.com, and I'll include those. Uh, that information in the caption below. Um, Thank you so much for listening to a Slice of Pie podcast. And we hope you're learning something every week and something about some of the wonderful people along the coast here. We'll have another great guest next week. Uh, And until we do, we hope you have a great weekend. Uh, We hope your football or basketball team wins. And um, God bless you and have a great week. See you soon.